Hello, everybody. This is Gerald Salenti, and it's Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. And we have with us again, very honored, Judge Andrew Napolitano, a man of men, a man that respects the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and knows about it in detail more than anybody that I know. And if anybody else could find anybody that could articulate it better than he can, please let us know. And very sadly, each week we go over a number of these issues regarding what the Bill of Rights and the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence used to represent, but no longer represent. And the judge has an article coming out tomorrow, The Torturers, Poor Memories. Judge, thanks for being here today. Uh, thanks, Gerald. Always a pleasure, my dear friend, no matter what we talk about. It's so sad, the things that we have to talk about. You know, there's, there's, uh, it breaks my heart to see the, the decline of society in front of our eyes from the generation of our parents and, 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 and grandparents and, and to see how low it's sunk. Uh, you have an article coming out tomorrow. It says, as the pre-trial hearings in the case of Khalid Shaikh Mohammed and others who are charged with masterminding the 9-11 attacks proceed at the Guantanamo Bay Naval Base in Cuba, the government continues to stumble with its own witnesses. In hearings last week, government lawyers tried to demonstrate that statements the defendants made to CIA and FBI agents were voluntary. When the government's principal torturer, a retired psychologist, had difficulty recalling that during a torture session, he threatened one of his victims by offering to slit the throat of the victim's young son and that he had recounted that threat under oath in previous testimony, it became apparent to all in the courtroom and those of us who monitor these awful proceedings that the government was encountering a strange and unexpected difficulty in defending the behavior of its torturers. You know, when uh, George W. Bush and Dick Cheney and Lindsey Graham, yes, same Lindsey Graham, uh, concocted the uh, Devil's Island uh, and kangaroo court system on Guantanamo Bay. The Supreme Court invalidated the kangaroo court system and ordered that all trials be legitimate, real trials. Uh, they uh, engaged in torture for a while in foreign countries and then eventually uh, at Guantanamo Bay itself. It wasn't until the FBI arrived that the FBI said, uh, if you don't stop the torture, you're going to leave in handcuffs because we're not allowed to participate in this and we're required to arrest people that do it. To the credit of the FBI, for, of which you and I have been harshly critical when they exceed their uh, authority, they did the right thing uh, on the torture. Nevertheless, they did interrogate these people who had been tortured. The government wants to use what these people said in Thailand during the torture sessions and afterwards in Guantanamo Bay, after the torture had stopped, the government wants to use both sets of statements against them. 
It is the obligation of the government then to prove that both sets of statements, what was said under torture and what was said afterwards, a year later in Guantanamo Bay, in some cases several years later, was so infected by torture or, or was, was voluntary and therefore can be used. In its efforts to demonstrate this, it puts the torturer in chief on. I'm sorry to say I've met this creep because he was lauded by my then colleagues and friends at Fox News as a great American for having concocted these medieval tortures, the, the means of which I outlined briefly without getting too graphic uh, in, the, uh, in the article. It's a horrible, oh. uh, despicable human being who's been sued many, many times and, and keeps managing to uh, evade liability for what he did. Uh, but nevertheless, they put him, the government put him on the witness stand as a government witness to testify what happened 20 years ago when, bingo, he doesn't remember. <laughs> he doesn't remember. And then they showed him, wait a minute, you testified to this four years ago. You told us that you threatened to slit the son's throat. I don't remember. Here's your testimony from four years ago. Oh, yeah, I guess I did say it. Then they put a female FBI agent who was on there for the whole time, five years of all this interrogation. In one afternoon cross-examination, she said, mimicking Hillary, Hillary Clinton in the famous pink dress interview, I don't recall, 199 times. Now the government's going, well, how can we possibly prove that the statements made under torture were voluntary if the torturer and the interrogator don't even remember what happened? Well, of course they remember. They don't want to be held liable for it by stating under oath that they recall what happened. So instead of prosecuting the people that did 9-11 in regular federal courts in lower Manhattan, people who, who attacked the Pentagon in uh, try them in Alexandria, Virginia, which is where the Pentagon is, Shanksville, Pennsylvania, I'm not sure where the nearest federal court is, the government established this Devil's Island kangaroo court system. The uh, prosecution team is the fourth set of prosecutors. The defense team is the second set of lawyers. The judge is about to retire and there will be a fifth judge on the case. This is an abomination of American justice and the public needs to know it needs to know what the government does do you remember george w bush saying we are going to liberate iraq from saddam hussein because of weapons of mass destruction which he didn't have uh and because of his torture rooms because of his torture rooms how about your torture rooms president bush and vice president cheney the public needs to know what was done in our name with our money, the destruction of human personhood and all for naught, all for naught. There was no actionable intelligence that came out of their mouths and the courts are about to say you can't even use it at their trials. You say the public needs to know, you know, you're the only person out there really talking about this. And they don't talk about it at all on the mainstream media. No. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if this information came out? And let's change the story. The Russians were torturing somebody from Ukraine. Oh my God, that would be such big news. Right. 
Right. Did you hear this guy, Novani, died? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey, how about Julian Assange? Oh, who? How about, right. how about Snowden? What are you talking about? Those dirty Russians? This now is the, what, you're, what you wrote here. Everybody needs to really see what, by, by the way, the judge has great guests on, on and on. And I can't believe how great your, your, your interviews are and all the, you know, the great information you put up as well, the graphics and everything else. Go to Judging Freedom. It's phenomenal, phenomenal. What you're talking about, it's not about this guy that you're defending or anything else. It's about how America is turned into a criminal organization. Yes. This is, this is, this is, this, this is Heil Hitler. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, it is. And um, now the chickens are coming home to roost because the lawyers can't defend uh, torture. They're not supposed to whitewash it. They know they can't use evidence obtained from it. I mean, this team of lawyers now who were in law school when all this was happening are probably scratching their heads saying, why the hell did you guys do this? Don't you know that you can't use this information at trial? How the hell do you expect us to defend this? What do you mean you don't remember threatening to slit his throat? Who could who could forget something yeah. like that? Dr. Whatever his name is, I intentionally didn't use his name. And how about you You mentioned here that um, uh, here, it, it, you talked about you didn't want to talk about what they've done to this guy. That um, <laughs> that uh, it, it, Mohammed and others were violently tortured as various so-called CIA black sites outside the United States. They were raped, hanged by their wrists for weeks inside large refrigerators, beaten with fists and wooden boards, waterboarded, whereby water was forced into their nasal cavities so as to create the perception of suffocation and drowning. Then you go on to say that many of the records, many of the records, all of this was destroyed by CIA officials a crime for which no one has been prosecuted. Now, wasn't this woman uh, who's a CIA person? Oh, Bloody Gina. Yes. Is that the person? Yeah, uh, Bloody Gina's records were not destroyed. Bloody Gina's records were actually exposed by reporters from the New York Times and the Washington Post who got their hands on, I don't know how, on the summaries of the torture, the, the, you know, there have been so many different sets uh, of torture. Bloody Gina was not involved in torturing Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, but she was involved in torturing others. And she wrote graphic reports back to her uh, bosses in Langley. And lest you think this, lest you think this bloody Gina thing was a joke, um, her nickname was given to her by her colleagues and it's one of the reasons she was appointed director of the CIA by a president who loved when he heard that that was her nickname, Donald Trump. You know, I'm tired of this crap, by the way, that they put out there. Oh, if only women were in charge, there'd be peace. Oh, please. Oh, you, you like that Vandalion over there in, 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 uh, in, in, in Europe that loves war? Hey, how about... How about Madeline not all that bright? Right. When asked if 
if the death of 500,000 children killed under under in Iraq under uh, uh, Clinton was worth the price? And she said, yes, it is. How about Hillary Clinton when asked about Gaddafi? We came, we saw he died. He one after another, one after that Baerbach over there in Germany. One, I am so sick of this race, creed, and color crap. Good and bad comes in everything. Agreed. You know, Agreed. Judge, uh, again, this is really important that people read what's going on here and go to go to judging freedom. You know, Judge, there's a lot of information coming out as, you know, we said from the beginning, the Trends Journal, that um, there was no way in the world that Ukraine was going to defeat Russia when the Ukraine war began. And they should negotiate for peace immediately. It came out, it's in your Trends Journal this week, about how Zelensky met with Putin back in 2019. And Putin was asking that they respect the Minsk agreement. And uh, Zelensky said, basically, F you. And this is a clown boy, by the way. You can see the videos of him playing the piano with his penis when he used to be a sitcom head. And he also lied his way into office like the Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner Barack Obama as a peace candidate and had no intention of doing peace at all. And now, again, you go back to your Trends Journal back in 2014 when it used to be a quarterly, now it's a weekly. And there's the article in here about the United States overthrow of the democratically elected government of Viktor Yanukovych. And it was written by Dr. Paul Craig Roberts, former assistant treasury secretary under Ronald Reagan. And it's called Washington is driving the world to the final war. It goes on. Ukraine presented the perfect opportunity for Washington to advance its hegemonic agenda against Russia. In a speech at the National Press Club last December, which is 2013, Assistant Secretary of State Victoria Nuland boasted that Washington has invested $5 billion in non-governmental organizations in Ukraine for the purpose to teach democracy. Yeah, she taught democracy by killing people on the streets in Maidan Square. Uh, this is the same Victoria Newland uh, who said uh, just last uh, weekend, we have some surprises in store for uh, President Putin. This is the same Victoria Newland who orchestrated all the debacle in, uh, in Ukraine from the coup in 2014 to President Zelensky getting elected in 2018 or 19. I forget exactly when it was. I think it was 18. Uh, to the nonsense over the impeachment uh, of Donald Trump to the uh, over Ukraine uh, and to the use of Ukraine as a battering ram to drive Vladimir Putin uh, from office. Uh, and she knows, because she let it slip the other day, that if this $61 billion aid package, which the Senate has passed and which the Speaker of the House is, is sitting on, he'll probably cave. They all do. Um she knows that that money is going to stay right here in the United States. She knows that it's going to go to the military industrial complex. And what will Ukraine get? Well, in a couple of months, Ukraine might get some old stuff that we've been, uh, we've been warehousing. According to Colonel McGregor, whom you interviewed the other day, brilliant guy, according to Scott Ritter, according to the others uh, with whom uh, you and I speak, Ukraine is on its last leg. You could send the most modern military equipment 
that that money can buy there. It's not going to work. They don't have the manpower to operate it. They lost 500,000 uh, young men, almost an entire generation wiped out. They don't have the troops to operate the equipment that President Zelensky wants. Now you have Rishi Sunak, the, pre the prime minister of Great Britain, uh, saying... Um, we might send an expeditionary force. That's a British phrase for troops on the ground. British army is about 76,000. All the British military is about 76,000 people. They would fit in Yankee Stadium. The French president, uh, Emmanuel Macron, said we're con seriously considering our options, and one of them is troops on the ground. McGregor says there's a um, an unwritten below-the-radar agreement between the Poles and Zelensky, Polish troops are ready uh, to enter on the ground, all because Joe Biden and uh, Boris Johnson broke up the agreement that the Ukrainians and the Russians had in Turkey in March of 2022, saying, don't worry, the Brits and the Americans uh, have your back. This is the beginning of World War III. You've been saying this for a long time. You may have been the first one to say this. Well, now you're being uh, proven right. The piece in the New York Times uh, on Sunday or Monday, I forget when, 10,000 words. It's basically a CIA puff piece, but it's got a lot of revelations in there. We have 12 CIA bases in Ukraine. Don't you think the Russians know where they are and are listening to everything that's said there? The Ukraine, the, the American uh, intelligence agents are aiming long-range uh, missiles at Russia. Wait a minute. Americans aiming the missiles are made in the U.S. The ammunition was made in the U.S. This was given by the American government. We are waging war on Russia. World War III. Gerald Salenti's prediction, probably two years ago. Yeah. It was the cover of the Trends Journal magazine. Two days before the Russian invasion, from COVID war to Ukraine war to World War. And now, of course, the Middle East meltdown, you know, that was one of our top, top trends for 2023. And here it is in 2024. You know, you talked about the weapons. This guy Katz from uh, Israel, that extreme right-wing government, and that's the language from the mainstream media, he's condemning Iran for sending weapons to Hamas and Hezbollah. Or he not to Hamas, to Hezbollah. And how dare they do this, and they, action has to be taken, blah, blah. Hey, wait a minute. It's okay for Americans to send weapons to Ukraine and to Israel to slaughter people in front of everybody's eyes, but it's a crime for Iran to give weapons to Hezbollah. Oh, the Hezbollah in Lebanon, where Israel invaded for how long, killed how many people until Hezbollah threw them out? Oh, and that Hezbollah is a militant group. I mean, this is this is this is sickness in front of everybody's eyes. Well, Gerald, there has always been a double standard uh, for uh, Israel. If you or I uh, lobbied the uh, Congress for aid to Italy, we would have to register as uh, foreign agents and foreign lobbyists. But the biggest and most successful lobbying entity in the world is APAC, American Israel Political Action Committee, which consists primarily of uh, Americans 
uh, who support uh, Israel, they don't have to uh, lobby. They can have a vice grip on members of Congress. They can put cash directly from their website into the political coffers uh, of members of Congress in behalf of a foreign government. No registration required. The Secretary of State of the United States, Antony Blinken, in my view, committed perjury when he certified under oath twice uh, that the uh, American national security was under threat and it was an emergency. And therefore, we had to send $100 million to Israel and bypass Congress. Now, to, in order to bypass Congress, it has to be American national security. It has to be an emergency. What American national security and what emergency? So there got always a, there's obviously a double standard for Israel. And he got away with it. Yes, he did. So far, yes. Yes. There's, there's nobody in Congress complaining about it. Everybody's afraid of AIPAC. Well, you know, again, you mentioned about the money they're getting. Anybody wants to look at the details, go to mintpress.com, and they have the list of all the money going to all the candidates. And by the way, Judge, this has been going on for a long time. I had this button, Nixon. And you see all the rest is in Hebrew. <laughs> this has been going on. And by the way, just I was so stupid as a young kid that um, in 1968, I voted for Richard Nixon. Wow. Yeah. Gerald, I was too young to vote in 1968, but we won't go there. <laughs> I voted for him in 72. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's a growing up process. You know, yes, you, you believe the mainstream media. Yes. And um, and that's why judging freedom, you're getting what the mainstream media is not giving you anywhere. And of course, the Trends Journal. And Judge, here's the cover of uh, this week's Trends Journal. Biden, Trump, Biden, Congress, genocides. Okay, it's the Israeli way. Well, that's something on which they both uh, they both agree. I, I, I think you have a statement of Trump boasting that Israel has no greater friend in in the world than than he. Yep, he's Donald Trump said this is right after the Hamas incident in October. So far, I fought for Israel like no president ever before. Recognizing Israel, recognizing Jerusalem as Israel's capital, which is a big deal. And I even recognized Israel's sovereignty over the Golan Heights, something that they never, ever thought. We gave them that. Wait a minute. You mean the land that they stole from Syria? And what's this we gave them that? You gave them that because you also got $100 million from this guy by the name of Sheldon Adelson this big casino owner. So, and, and, then, and then Biden, Biden said when he met with Netanyahu in late October, he said, I don't, I don't believe you have to be a Jew to be a Zionist, and I'm a Zionist. How about you're an American? I can give a damn what you believe in. And Zionism's not my trip. It's a made-up thing that happened in the 1800s. So take it easy. And is that correct about Zionism? Yes, it is correct about Zionism. But, you know, we have a president who wears uh, in his lapel pin the flag of a foreign country, Ukraine. We have a member of Congress who showed up on the floor of the House of Representatives in an IDF uniform. Yeah. I mean, 
this stuff is just uh, is just repellent. Okay, they have the freedom of speech. I get it. You can wear one any clothes you want. You can put whatever a lapel pin yeah. you want. But when you have the trust of the American uh, public in your hands by virtue of the Constitution, by virtue of law, by virtue of your having been elected, should you really be parading around uh, symbols of uh, of a foreign country? It's terrible. Yep. Oh, by the way, that clown Zelensky went to Italy or met with the, that baloney Maloney over there, another little clown of nothing who supports the Ukraine war, and said to her that any Italian that opposes what's going on in not supporting Ukraine should be basically thrown out of the country. Oh. Well, he, uh, Ukraine has become a dictatorship. He suspended elections in this year. Uh, you can't leave the country. If you're an able-bodied man between the age of 17 and 60 to 65, they will kidnap you off the street. And in 48 hours, 48 hours, you're on the front line. That's a death sentence. Ugh. That's a death sentence. McGregor and, uh, and Ritter... Uh, tell me it takes at least two to three months to train someone how to use military equipment, how to operate as, as a team and what to do. You're just putting somebody out there. You're just putting them into a meat grinder. That's the democracy, Victoria Newland, that we are defending and spreading. You know, when you look at that, the face of that Miss Fachar Brut, this uh, uh, Victoria the Newland, how could anybody be so stupid to listen to the crap spewing out of her mouth? She's the very powerful. She's little Lindsey Graham, McConnell, one little clown, little Chucky Schumer, one little jerk after another telling you what to do. That little Katso Macron with his fake hair and his one little jerk that he wants to bring. A guy, anybody that wants to go to you support Ukraine, go, go over there and fight. Send your money, send your wife, send your kids, your transgenders, and everybody else. Go over there or shut your mouth. And I don't want my money going to kill innocent people and to keep bloodying the killing fields in the countries that America's doing it to. This uh, sad case the other day of this uh, Air Force uh, sergeant who oh. immolated himself. Oh. It's horrible uh, to watch and to think at, but he did burst a bubble. Thousands yep. and thousands and thousands of people not supporting what he did to himself, but supporting, but condemning the uh, American support and funding of genocide uh, in Israel. And of course, when they approached this poor soul in front of the embassy, they didn't approach him with a fire extinguisher. They approached him with machine guns I aimed know. at him. I mean, Could you this, believe that? This is just about as sick as you can get. Could you believe that? I, I don't know if those guys with the machine guns are Americans or Israelis. You couldn't tell. You can only see them from the back. Uh, Judge, thank you again for all that you do in the name of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's an honor to have you on. And thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you. And we'll I'll see, see you. Soon. I'll see you two weeks from today. God okay. bless you, Gerald. All the best. Ciao, ciao.